This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to this special Baptist Messenger Insight podcast episode. I'm Brian Hobbs, your host, and I'm pleased to be joined with Dr. Bruce Perkins, who serves with Oklahoma Baptist University. Welcome, Dr. Perkins. Glad to be here this morning, Brian. Absolutely. Well, so you've served with OBU a number of years, and recently you've made the move to to lead an exciting program, one that God's really working with, the OBU Prison Divinity School. And I thought we could step back and begin with uh, how that all began and what, what that all means. That may be a new concept to some people. Can you, can you explain some of that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thanks for having us today. I really yeah. appreciate it. Um, this program began uh, as a vision with Dr. Thomas uh, really before he even became president while he was dean of the Hobbs College of Theology and Ministry at OBU. Uh, and uh, there were others in the state. Uh, Senator Wayne Shaw was a, was a big proponent of that, uh, as was our previous executive director, uh, Ann Stilbeck. Um, all had a vision to do this. It was born out of something that happened in uh, Louisiana State Penitentiary in Angola mm-hmm. back in the late 90s. That was kind of the model uh, where uh, New Orleans Seminary partnered with the Department of Corrections in Louisiana to create this model uh, inside the prison. And it was met with such great success that it's been duplicated a few many times, replicated several times since then. So we sort of followed that model. And um, we began in January of 20s when Dr. Thomas first talked to me about uh, transitioning in OBU. I'd been serving in enrollment management for 15 years and wanted somebody to put feet to the ground, and we didn't have a, a name, we didn't have a location, we didn't have a curriculum, we didn't have students. It was a vision, right? It was an wow. idea. And so uh, I said, uh, yeah, let's do it. And so it's been an exciting journey. So uh, we started in January of 20, start thinking through that. Uh, and of course, we know what happened in February of 2020, the pandemic hit. Yes. And so, but it was good timing for us. It gave us a good full year to get everything prepared and all the relationships we needed to establish and uh, processes we need to establish. So we started our first group of students with their orientation term in the spring of 21. Okay, yeah. And so that's kind of the background yeah. of getting it started, yeah. And so it's the OBU Prison Divinity School. It's right. at Lexington. That's correct. And Lexington, for those who may be familiar, uh, a lot of a lot of the individuals there are, are serving uh, prison sentences, and the goal would be to take Christian education and the gospel in that setting and see what God can do with that. That's that's basically the ministry yeah, concept. Absolutely, you know, our goal at OBU is transform transformational education, the education of the whole person, and. Uh, uh, teaching students not only the skills that they need in the workplace, but skills they need for life. And uh, as, as President Thomas is fond of saying, living all of life all for Jesus, right? Yes. And so what better place to implement a transformational education program than inside a prison? And Lexington is very unique in that we have all three security levels at the prison. We have a maximum yard, a medium yard, and a minimum yard. It's the only one of its kind in Oklahoma. And the maximum yard is comprised of any given week, 200 to 250 inmates of men who are coming from county jail into the state penitentiary system Mm -hmm. or returning. So we have access to minister to those men when they're first coming in or first returning to the prison system. So it's the hub of entry for every male into the prison system. So I think it's providential that God chose that place, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, to be a part of it. So it's pretty exciting. 
that's amazing. And that's kind of more in southern central Oklahoma right. for those who aren't, aren't familiar. And so you, when we step back and think about Christ's words of ministry to the least of these, Absolutely. he mentions the imprisoned, and uh, it's that's a powerful part of this. So uh, how, how does it all work? What degrees are they going toward? How does the instruction work? Could you kind of unpack some of all that? Sure, absolutely. It's a four-year, 120-credit-hour degree, wow. Bachelor of Arts in Christian Studies. The same degree is available to students on the Shawnee campus. So we're actually an approved, accredited second location. We're a satellite campus there at Lexington. Uh, and so they take a full load, 12 hours every semester. Uh, they're in class also most January terms and summers as well. Um, and uh, they take the 35 hours of Christian liberal arts core curriculum like everyone else. For those that are listening that are Oklahoma Baptist University alums, they take Western Civ just like you <laughs> did, yeah. uh, and everything else, uh, and then, of course, their majors uh, subjects. They're also required to do two internships, uh, mm-hmm. the one their junior year, one their senior year, um, with the prison chaplain there as their field supervisor. So it gives them some hands-on opportunity to learn how to do some things in ministry formats and settings that they would not get to do otherwise just as inmates. Uh, the goal ultimately is not only to reach these men for Christ and to disciple them and to get them an education, um, but after they graduate, uh, they're eligible to be deployed in teams of four as field ministers, which is a designation that will be conferred upon them by the Department of Corrections. And they'll be deployed in those teams of four to the other prisons across the state. So in effect, Brian, what we're doing is we're raising up our own missionaries to the prison system. Wow. And our goal ultimately is to change the culture of the prison because we believe that uh, prison culture is not going to change by legislation. It's going to change by spiritual formation. And so that's the goal. That's right. That's powerful. And I know the Angola model, uh, we've seen that very thing happen. And we're seeing it happen now. Could you talk about some of the— Positive things you've witnessed through this uh, OBU yeah. Prison Divinity. It's very exciting. Uh, we've seen change in some of the men. It's, it's given men purpose. Uh, about half of our students. We have 66 students now, by the way. 34 in their junior year now, and 32 are in their freshman year. Um, and uh, about half of those are life sentences. Mm-hmm. So unless God intervenes, they'll never get released from prison, right? Yeah. Uh, but we're always fond of saying God has the last word. Uh, so there is hope, and we know that lifers do get released on occasion. But it's given those men purpose inside prison, uh, a reason to get up, and they've found that their reason is God has given them a calling to reach their communities. This is their community. Yeah. And just like we're called upon to reach our communities, whether we live in Shawnee or Edmond, right, mm-hmm. they're called upon to reach their community, and this is their community, and they understand that, and they sense that, and they have a responsibility for those people in their community, be they fellow inmates, staff, officers, administrators, whomever they may be. And so we're equipping them with the tools of the gospel and theological education so they can sharpen those skills that God has given them, those giftings, and enter into those situations and really see God move. In the internship, for instance, we've seen something just unbelievably happening. Uh, The men were given permission by the warden uh, to go over to the maximum yard, which is where all the new men are Mm -hmm. coming into the system. Well, that's a God thing because they're all medium security. They're not, they're not allowed to cross security lines. Uh, and so but he gave them permission to go over there. They go over escorted by a volunteer. 
And so they go over and share the gospel two hours a week. And they've been doing this since February. We've seen over 200 men come to Christ since February in the maximum yard. Uh, And and of all kinds. We've seen gang leaders. We've seen people of other faiths. We've seen Muslims. We've seen all kinds of people that have come to faith in Christ just for the witness of these students over there week in and week out. And sometimes, uh, you know, it's 12 a week. Sometimes it's two a week. But we've not had one single week since February that someone has not been saved. It's pretty amazing. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, when you and I were talking, I, I believe there was one student in particular whose story you thought was just so compelling. Could you tell tell us about him? Yeah, I'm assuming you're talking about Miguel. Yes. Uh, which your hearers will be, readers will see something about him later on in an issue of The Messenger. Uh, but Miguel uh, came to faith in Christ uh, uh, when he was in county jail. Um, he had grown up, uh, He was he's Honduran, he's an immigrant. Mm-hmm. He had grown up and not been very successful in school. Um, he quit school after the seventh grade. After making two attempts at seventh grade, just gave up, quit school, and uh, got in the wrong crowd, did some wrong things, wound up in prison. He came to faith in Christ in a county jail, and uh, God just miraculously saved him. Uh, he learned how to speak English. At the time he went into, into jail, mm. he wasn't, wasn't an English speaker, but he learned how to speak English. And God has gifted him with a great... Uh, just a great mind. He, he memorizes scripture unbelievably, chapters at a time. I mean, just unbelievable mind. Great students, carrying a 4.0. He's got wow. 65 hours. He's, he's a junior year, and he's a great student. And um, he just shares, the, shares his faith all the time. Uh, started preaching uh, a few years ago. Um, College Heights Baptist Church in Chickasha uh, comes up to Lexington and does a service each Tuesday night, and they've done it for a long time, with the exception of the COVID, uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. issues. Um, and uh, Brian, uh, who's the pastor at uh, College Heights, just felt impressed about this young man and started giving him more opportunities to preach. And um, ultimately, uh, I think it was almost a year ago, the church called him on their staff as an inmate wow. to be the associate pastor for prison ministry. And um, one of the other things I think is very exciting about uh, Miguel's story is that he led a man to Christ uh, on the yard about a year ago now uh, who has now become our first second-generation prison divinity student. Wow! So he's now in the program as a freshman, and Miguel led him to the Lord. Uh, so it's quite a story. That's, yeah. that's incredible. Quite a story. Well, so this, this whole effort is something we've done in partnership with Oklahoma Baptists, yes. and people can find out more on your website about how to support it. There's also yes. these, these chapels, I think I'm using the right term, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought you could talk about the dynamic there and some of the ministers who have been able to come into that setting yeah. and try to be a blessing. Yeah, well, uh, as you probably know, and many do, uh, chapel requirements part of OBU graduation. Yes. You have to have 96 credits in chapel uh, to graduate. And so the same is true of the Lexington campus. They have to have 96 chapel credits to graduate. So we have an OBU chapel every Friday morning from 945 to 11. And uh, we invite different uh, people in to speak. We've had several of our Oklahoma Baptist pastors in to speak uh, and have more scheduled for the remainder of the year, and we'll continue to do that. Um, the worship is led by students. We have about three or four different worship bands, and these men are tremendously gifted in leading worship, great musicians. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
the chapel services are alive and powerful and dynamic and and uh, oftentimes when people come in they uh, most of the men that come into priests have never been in prison before right yeah. and so it's a brand new experience for them so they don't know what to expect and so you have these preconceptions of what they might be right and they're all just shattered immediately mm. and many of the men have commented i, I just uh this worship is so alive and dynamic and and uh, different than what we see on the outside oftentimes. And they ask me why. I say, I think part of it is the transparency. You know, uh, when we come to church on Sunday morning, uh, if somebody asks us how we're doing, our answer is always fine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and we wear our mask and we wear our, our, our personal lives are hidden and we don't, we're not as transparent as we could be mm-hmm. or probably should be. Mm-hmm. But in prison, there's no secrets. Yeah. And so... I am who I am, and you know who I am, and so there's this transparency and vulnerability that just cries out to the Lord in in all the brokenness and the stress and the trials, and and it's a it's quite a unique and refreshing worship experience. Wow! Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, it's so powerful. Uh, one time I was able to be in a prison, a, di- a different prison setting, worship time, and the singing alone oh. is just the intensity of it. And yeah. I thought of yeah. Yeah. The the words in the Bible, he mm-hmm. who's been forgiven much loves much. Absolutely. It's just these the the yeah. sense of redemption and yeah. freedom yeah. from sin has to just be incredible. Uh, it's incredible and, and some of the traditional hymns that we sing, uh, once you hear them sung by inmates, you never think about them the same again. Yeah. Because when they sing about freedom, they sing about liberty, they sing about chains being broken, they sing about redemption, it has a different connotation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how can people best yeah, pray yeah. for you, for for OBU on this and in general? Yeah. Uh, how can we yeah. be praying for y'all, Dr. Perkins? Well, I appreciate the prayers. appreciate those that are giving to support the program as well yes. and appreciate the prayers. And we recognize that, you know, we're just servants. Uh, God's doing it all, and we're just trying to stay out of the way and, and join him where he's working and not interfere, right? And so the, the prayers that we need right now, I think— uh, uh, I encourage people to pray for a new warden. Uh, we don't have a warden okay. right now. Our, our warden left uh, in, back in the spring, and we're now on our fourth uh, acting warden. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we need somebody there uh, in full time and, and committed to that position in long haul. And that, that position is so key. Uh, our previous warden was such a man of peace for us and, and really uh, helped us facilitate a lot of things that we're able to do. And so we're praying for that individual, whomever he or she may be. So I invite Oklahoma Baptist to join us in praying for that. Uh, Continue to pray for our students. Um, It's hard work. You know, I hear people sometimes, they talk to me and and they say, well, you know, they should do well in school because they've got all this time on their hands. Not really. Uh, You know, when you're taking 12 hours of university classes, that's about a a 40-hour-a-week job. Mm -hmm. And uh, many of them are involved in ministries on top of that. Many of them work jobs in the prison on top of that. Many of them are serving in in other capacities on top of that. So they're they're busy and it's stressed. But uh, uh, so pray for them that they'll continue to have the perseverance to, to do what needs to be done. Pray that God will continue to give us open doors. You know, there's always opposition. Um, I tell yeah. the men all the time, you know, we're, we're bringing light of the gospel into one of the darkest places on the planet, and that's a prison. And it's been Satan's domain for a long time, uh, and he's not going to give it up easily, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. there are battles uh, that are struggles uh, every day that we deal with. 
Um, and so pray that uh, we'll just be victorious in that spiritual warfare and look to God to, to be our strength and our shield in all of that. So absolutely, just keep praying. Yeah, that's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. You know, society often gives up on people or writes them off that they're beyond hope. Yeah. But I love that God keeps pursuing people. And in a setting like this, he gets Absolutely. total glory when Absolutely. someone's life is changed. I I noticed in yeah. the uh, news release this, the program's getting noticed. There was an award recently there for was. that. Could you yeah. share yeah. about that just briefly? Yeah, so. uh, we were excited. We were surprised and excited. <laughs> uh, we were at the uh, national annual conference for the Prison Seminaries Foundation, and and uh, OBU was recognized as the top academic program inside a prison prison education program. So we were pretty excited about that. Uh, and our chaplain was recognized as chaplain of the year as well for the facility chaplain, Ron Lindsay. So we were very proud for him as well. So, yeah, it's, it's getting some notoriety out there, which we're, we're glad for. Yeah. Well, yeah. incredible. What, what a testimony to what God can do. And yeah. So yeah. Dr. Bruce Perkins, thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, he alluded to the Baptist Messenger in a coming magazine edition. We're going to do a story on this and share more about what God's doing through this. And uh, Oklahoma Baptists can receive a subscription to the Baptist Messenger for free. No out-of-pocket expense. If you go to baptistmessenger.com slash subscribe, you can sign up for that. It'll come to your house or your inbox, however you like it. But Dr. Perkins, finally, how can we pray for you? You carry a lot of responsibility with this, and, and uh, yeah. you're involved in your local church and, and all that. How can we lift you up? Well, I think uh, just pray for uh, processes to run smoothly. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as in any organization, when processes run smoothly, it's easier on the leader. When they don't run so smoothly, it's, it's challenging, right? Yeah. And so pray the processes run smoothly. Uh, just pray for physical stamina. You yeah. know, it, there's a lot of long hours uh, commuting down to the prison. I teach down there three days a week, and then I'm yeah. back in Shawnee two days a week. And and so just pray for physical stamina to do all that. Um, I'm not as young as I used to be, Brian. <laughs> uh, I found that out. I don't like to admit that, but that's true. Uh, so pray for that. And just pray for God to continue to keep us in his word and on our knees so that we understand where mm-hmm. he's moving and we can join him where he's moving. Perfect. Yes, sir. Well, God bless, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, Go to okbu.edu to find out more or baptistmessenger.com to subscribe today. So thank you again, Dr. Perkins. Thank you for having me. Blessings. Blessing. Thank you. Bye-bye. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. To subscribe, Find us on Spotify, the iTunes Store, or your preferred podcast platform. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com today. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.